finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, our President Joe Biden made it to the disaster zone, made it to Fort Myers yesterday, and it went about as well as you'd expect. He wants uh, all those folks who lost everything to know he feels their pain because he wants uh, burned a piece of toast in the uh, toaster oven. Uh, he also wants to know, we can all agree now this hurricane, which is, as we know, the first hurricane in the history of Florida, is the result of global warming. I can't believe he went there. I do have to give him credit, though. He let Ron DeSantis stand behind the podium with the presidential seal, and it was beautiful. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll review Joe Biden's absolutely pathetic uh, appearance in Fort Myers yesterday, plus um, OPEC told Joe to screw, to suck it, and they are cutting back production and oil prices are going to go up just before the election. It's not what Joe wanted. Sorry. Uh, to speaking of DeSantis, he, really, he, he, he led the effort to rebuild a bridge in three days. I think this could be the greatest campaign ad for Biden, uh, for, for DeSantis in 2024. Everyone can relate to that uh, a construction job that, that was completed in three days. Just remarkable. Uh, RIP to a great radio personality, Bernie McGurk. Surprise to me. I didn't even know he was uh, ill passed away we i will tell you uh, what an impact bernie had at least in boston i think everywhere uh back in the 90s he was huge and he was great it is a, a sad day in radio zach loesch we told you about him the other day the uh, coast guard swimmer he is indeed getting booted out of the coast guard even though our president said uh, COVID is over uh not over for zach and his uh some of his uh, fellow heroes who saved lives down in Florida during Hurricane Ian. They're getting kicked out because they won't get an absolutely useless jab. The fan who ran on the field with that smoke bomb thing to protest whatever animal rights and got pancaked by Bob uh, Bobby Wagner, he's pressing charges. I, I, I knew that was coming. I just knew it was coming. Um, Chris Cuomo uh, debuted a new show on News Nation, and it was a bigger flop than you could even imagine. I believe, I do believe we had, we have more, we have more viewers on locals than Chris Cuomo had on news nation and uh, Montante will join us and we will make our NFL picks. I am on a roll and I'm going to keep it going. We'll start with tonight. Indy at Denver, not a bad game and a uh, big NFL weekend. Uh, we will uh, make our picks and uh, we'll do a whole lot more on today's Callahan Show brought to you by MyPillow. We love MyPillow. Just go to MyPillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98, is only $19.98 with code word Jerry. 
My pillow is made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you'll ever sleep on. Get it now and you can support this show. Because like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. By purchasing from my pillow, not only are you helping out us, but you're joining in the fight against the cancel culture crowd. My pillow isn't in big box stores for obvious reasons, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from mypillow.com using code word Jerry. You get the Giza sheets, buy one, get one free, half off slippers, six piece towel sets, regular $109.99, just $39.99 with code word Jerry. That's mypillow.com, promo code Jerry. I we I don't want to I don't want to boast and brag that we made we called this because I think everybody who's paying attention called this Joe Biden went to Fort Myers yesterday and uh I mean it was just sad it is sad this is this should be for a president a a a slam dunk you go down there you console people you feel their pain you look at the damage, you tell them we're going to help. I mean, it's, it's not your wallet, despite what Politico says, it's not your money. It's taxpayers money. You promised to, to take care of them. You promised to give them, I don't know, a fraction of what you sent to Ukraine to help them rebuild these uh, poor, devastated American taxpayers. But uh, it must be just a, a, a hopeless, helpless job to plan and prepare for a appearance like this for Joe Biden's handlers for the visiting angels. I don't know which I found more offensive, um, more, more just, uh, uh, maddening when Biden goes down there, they set the whole thing up. It's all he has to do is step off the chopper and shake a few hands and, and hug, hug a few people who are, uh, whose lives have been destroyed He can't help himself, though. He has to inject himself. This is perhaps his least endearing quality. It's kind of, it's pathetic. He's the president of the United States, and he could be one of the most insecure, needy individuals. I know I say that about Donald Trump, but I think Trump's a little smarter. Biden is needy and insecure and not very bright. So he does not see here. He doesn't understand just um, how, how, how offensive it is to try to relate to, you know, and, and when, he, when, when I say try to relate, I mean lie. Just lie about what you've done, what you've been through. His effort yesterday to uh, relate to the victims of Hurricane Ian, people whose lives have been turned upside down, whose houses have been destroyed, whose, whose loved ones are still missing in some cases, whose dogs are dead. I mean, these are people just traumatized, just, just absolutely destroyed. Everything they, they had in life is either gone or wrecked in a, in a, in a pile of rubble. So what does the president do? He goes and he says, this was a couple days after saying he was raised in a Puerto Rican family. This is a, a few weeks after telling a Jewish audience that he had been to the services at a temple more than they had because he had Jewish friends. I mean, this is a guy who was, when he was with uh, some long haul truckers said that he used to drive an 18 wheeler. This is a guy when he's around teachers says he used to teach at the university of Pennsylvania. These are all flat out lies. And I, I realize they're not, they're not world changing, impactful lies, which in a way makes them worse to me when you're lying about something completely meaningless, just so you can relate to somebody 
And everybody knows you're lying. Everybody knows you, you didn't go to temple. Everyone knows you're not Puerto Rican. I mean, everyone knows your father and your mother didn't say what you said. They said, everyone knows you're just making it up. And as I said yesterday, we talked about this yesterday. I said, we all knew a kid, you know, when, when we were kids, we all knew another kid, maybe a couple of kids who just made stories up for attention. They, they wanted to be popular. So they would make up stories. They'd say, uh, you know, you, you're whatever, 10 years old. They come to school and say that they had a little league game the night before and they, they hit three home runs and you go, really? And then you ask someone else who said, he didn't hit, he didn't struck out. I mean, I mean, they just would make things up so that they could be popular so that they could get attention from the other kids. That's the 80 year old, uh, fossil we have in the white house. That is him. He's a child who wants to relate to people. And maybe, you know, I let this bother me more than some people. Maybe some people just shrug it off. But when he just flat out lies, that's, you're supposed to call it out. You're supposed to check the facts, you know? You're supposed to be one of those fact checkers who says, well, actually, he didn't grow up in a Puerto Rican neighborhood. He didn't go to Temple. He didn't drive an 18-wheeler. You know, he didn't almost go to Annapolis to play football. He didn't teach at the University of Pennsylvania. The guy has reached the pinnacle. He's the president of the United States. That's not enough. He wants you to know that he was a hell of a ball player, that he stood up to corn pop. He needs to embellish his resume, even though he's the, he's oh, holds the highest office in the land. Obviously there's a lot of really, uh, really bad uh, qualities to the man. Uh, you know, obviously not very bright, He's got dementia. He's, he's, he's corrupt. You know, this could be to me the most pathetic that I need to relate to everybody. I need to impress you. So we get to yesterday when he gets to Fort Myers. And by the way, I'm just going to tell the people who set this whole appearance up, bad move, bad move. When you put the podium there with the presidential seal, and then you let you invite Ron DeSantis to stand behind it to speak. And the whole world gets that picture that visual and it just goes viral it was a good look he looked really good you couldn't see his white boots he looked really good behind the podium and then you have his gorgeous wife next to him it gave us all hope two years when i say two years three months 15 days two years three months 14 days that could be be reality president ron DeSantis uh, could be standing behind that podium but for now we have this pathetic old guy who, while speaking to people, literally people whose lives were turned, who, whose houses were destroyed, where houses are a pile of rubble, lost everything, lost everything. He says, yeah, I know what you're going through. I once had my house, we didn't say quite burned down, but uh, we'll play it and then we will check the facts. Go ahead. I know from experience how much, how much anxiety and fear and concern there are in the people. We didn't lose our whole home, but lightning struck, and we lost an awful lot of it about 15 years ago. Okay. Does he not understand? Does the people, do, do the visiting angels that are handling him not understand that people check that? He, I, again, I repeat this all the time. I'll say it again. This is the result of a man for 50 years who's been coddled and protected by the media. He thinks he can say anything and they won't check. Well, uh, unfortunately for him, there are people out there who aren't on team Biden in the media online and they check and they say, well, the fact is he had a little kitchen fire 
that was contained in the kitchen and it was out in 20 minutes, didn't destroy the house. Nothing got, I mean, it was, they, they, whatever, they overcooked the Jiffy pop. They just had a little fire in the kitchen, maybe a little grease fire. The fire department came, they put it out. Nothing. There was no threat to their lives. Their lives weren't destroyed. Like the people you're talking to, you pathetic, weak, insecure man. He had a little kitchen fire and he wants you to know he can feel your pain. That's just so embarrassing. Why do you do that? Why do you do that? You don't have to try to pretend you're like them. You can't. You're not Puerto Rican. You didn't drive an 18-wheeler. It doesn't impress anyone when you lie about these these things just to feel like you can relate to the people you're talking to. Just so pathetic. I know. I let that bother me more than I should. But that wasn't it. That wasn't it. The, the, I, I find this even more offensive. That That's pathetic. And that's childish, and that's just insecurity right there, saying, yeah, I've been through this before. One time, when, you know, one time I put tinfoil in the microwave, and it, and it caught fire. I'm just like you people who's, who's, who's lost, who, you know, you lost your husband. I once had a fire in my kitchen. Just sad. Anyway, he, he did get some attention for saying Ron has done a great job. And, and I give him credit for that, I guess. What are you going to say? He hasn't done a great job? Of course he's done a great I mean, if you say Ron DeSantis hasn't done a great job, you sound like Joy Reid. You just sound like a liar. just sound like a hater. So he says Ron's done a great job. But he actually says the one good thing to come out of this, the one good thing is that we all can agree it's climate change. <laughs> what? Go ahead, play this, and uh, and and I'll, I will react because it's just so insane. Go ahead. This is the uh, longer cut version of it. He did it right. He did it a couple of times. One time he slipped up and said it was global warming, <laughs> and I know all the global warming nuts out there. Whatever uh, Ed Markey or John Kerry had to be sitting there going, "No, the the messaging. We need to get the messaging right. It's not global warming because we need to use this in the winter when we have lots of snow and cold." It, we can only use the global warming nonsense in the summer. We need to do this year round. So we call it climate change now, Joe, you dummy. Go ahead. Thank you. What do state, local, and federal officials need to do differently to prevent future loss of life? What the governor's done is pretty remarkable so far. I mean, this is what, what, he's, what he's done. In terms of, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, first of all, the biggest thing the governor's done and some of the others have done, they've recognized this thing called global warming. The world is changing. It's changing. And we have to change the way with the zoning codes. For example, uh, my the woman who heads up no all this, this, this area for me, Ms. Uh, showed me a picture of the telephone poles we put up. Liz, where, where, where were they? Oh, my God. This is so embarrassing. First of all, nobody agrees this proves climate, global warming. Nobody. In fact, the idea is so silly that we had this hurricane. We've had hurricanes before. We've had bad hurricanes, the worst. This is the worst one in 100 years, which means there was a really bad one 100 years ago. Uh, nobody said at that point it's because of global warming. They, they can't let a crisis go to waste. They're going to use it to push this crazy green agenda. It will get to the, the real destructive force that is this, this green agenda uh, on, on our economy, on our, on our lives today. But for, for, first of all, 
there's, there's lots of hucksters out there, lots of hucksters selling the snake oil. He's not capable. He is not capable. I, I don't think he ever was. He was never particularly bright. Now he's not particularly bright and not particularly lucid either. If you were going to sell this nonsense that we have to change everything, global warming, you have to be pretty smart. You have to be uh, devious. You know, you have to be savvy, slick. He can't do any of that. This is a man who can't read a teleprompter, who can't ride a bike. And we're supposed to think he understands climate. He understands like, like meteorology, climate science. He can't do it. He, they should tell him, you let other people do it, just stay out of it. Um, so he wants us to think this hurricane, which destroyed you know, Fort Myers and surrounding areas and killed over 100 people and caused billions in damages, he wants us to think we, by our behavior, could do something to prevent it from ever happening again. Stop and think about that. How utterly ridiculous is that? And and on top of it, they want you to th- think we have to accept that nonsense, believe it, buy into it, and not question it. So we have a bad hurricane, just like we had 100 years ago. We had lots of hurricanes. And he wants you to think if, just, if you would just change your behavior, first of all, the, 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 the way to prevent it is to uh, give him billions and billions and billions more to spend and to do what they say to, to uh, get rid of your car, get an electric car or, uh, you know, change the way, you know, get solar panels on your roof and then we'll have fewer hurricanes. No reasonable, rational person with half a brain believes that nobody believes that it is a scam. Uh, you, you could debate whether the climate is changing, Fine, you know, agree, whatever. The climate's changing. Then you'd have to say, can we, is it caused by man? I don't know. Yeah, okay, we'll agree. It's caused by man. Then you have to say, we can do something about it. We can change our behavior and it will change the weather. That's silly, but accept that. Then you have to say, will the rest of the world buy into it? It's just every step of the way. It's just so flawed and so ridiculous. Okay, we change everything. We do what AOC wants. We rebuild every house, every building in the country and make them climate friendly or green. We all get electric cars. We all stop using plastic bags. We do everything they want. We are we have 6% of the world's carbon emissions. It will affect nothing. John Kerry has admitted it. If we do everything, if we get to zero emissions, it will affect nothing because China and, and India and Africa and Russia they're not on board. So why would you want to destroy your economy? Why would you want to take do, do, do any damage to your economy, to your life, to your lifestyle, when you know it will have no effect? So it's absolutely insane and illogical. And this is our commander-in-chief, our leader, saying we have all agree because, look, that house got wrecked over there. Look, we have to all admit Climate's changing. We got to do something. No, we don't. We can't. We don't admit that. We every every time you say it, it sounds less less believable, reasonable, rational. It's that doesn't make sense at all to anyone. I don't care how stupid you are. You could be as dumb as AOC. Just give it some thought and say, "Gee, if we do everything, it won't affect the climate at all." But at least we're trying. That's what I hear every time I talk about this or tweet about this. At least we're trying. Trying what? Trying to destroy our economy? Trying to sell elect? Trying to sell Teslas or or, or EVs? I mean, it's just insane what we're going through. It's just insulting too. Picture yourself down there. You're in Fort Myers or 
Bonita Springs or whatever, Sanibel, you lost everything. Your house is in rubble. Your business is in rubble. You don't know where to begin, where to start. You don't know where to go. And you can hear this fool, this friggin' buffoon say, at least we all agree it was caused by climate change and global warming. No, we don't. Nobody agrees to that. Not no reasonable, rational, half-intelligent person. Just so insulting and stupid, and I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick. Well, guess what? We're going to have another storm. Guess what? To, to quote the president, guess what? Guess what? We're going to have more storms, and then we're going to have uh, snow. We're going to have blizzards, and then we're going to have tornadoes. You're going to tell everybody in Kansas who gets, uh, the, you know, that gets their barn destroyed by a tornado, we could have prevented that if you just got an EV. You can tell everybody when there's an earthquake in California, oh, we could have prevented that. It's illogical and it's insulting. You're supposed to say, oh, wow, an earthquake just wrecked my house. If only we just bought into the Green New Deal, that wouldn't have happened. It's just, to me, it's it, it, should, it should offend anybody and everyone, not just the victims of these natural disasters. We used to call them natural disasters. Can we still do that? Our president said we all agree they're not natural. It's, they're a, it's a man-made hurricane, actually. Right, they're man-made hurricanes, man-made tornadoes, man-made earthquakes, blizzards. God, what, when did people become so gullible, just such sheep, to believe this idiocy? But all right, what else we got from the uh, – do, do we have where he says the Colorado River's just a stream now? Yeah. Because, you know, carbon emissions? Go ahead. Colorado River looks more like a stream. There's a lot going on. And I think the one thing this has finally ended is a discussion about whether or not there's climate change. We should do something about it. But, <laughs> folks, I also want to uh, Jill and I have had you all in our prayers. And I, mean- I think uh, uh, DeSantis got head lice as he said that. <laughs> That's right. That, if you're not watching with us, DeSantis is standing right behind him. He's just giving him a look going, what? So these people's lives are destroyed. Their houses are wrecked. The beaches are gone. Fort Myers Beach is like a, just in rubble. Looks like Nagasaki. And he wants us to know the Colorado River is is drying up. Oh, okay. Let me run out and get myself a Tesla. You know what? The, just shoot. Just stay back in your stay in, in, in Delaware, hiding on your mansion on the beach. Uh, you friggin' oh, just disgusting. I don't know. Anyway, what else we got from uh, this uh, this appearance, which went quite well, in my opinion, for uh, DeSantis. Uh, the way it should be. He has made it through this hurricane a week later, whatever it is. He, he looks stronger than ever. He looks like a better leader, a more of a leader than ever. Compare him to this, this, this Skeletor, this wandering aimlessly, babbling about global warming. And it's like no content. Can you imagine if he indeed, if, if uh, Biden's is healthy enough to run again in 2024 and this is his opponent and they have to debate and they have to hit the trail for like months at a time and, you know, put in 16, 18 hour days. Can you imagine the difference, the contrast in these two? God, I, I would give anything to see that happen. It won't because Biden can't do it, but just seeing DeSantis against Kamala Harris or Pete Buttigieg or whatever, you know, Liz Warren or whoever, Klobuchar. I mean, I'm I'm excited about already, even though it's two two years away. But uh, what do we got? We got DeSantis. Yeah, this is him thanking Biden. But I just wanted the visual of him uh, talking in front of the seal. There he is behind the presidential seal. He's got a nice blue sport coat on. I mean, the only criticism I've seen was that made up thing about how uh, he didn't. We waited till the last 
day to evacuate Lee County, which was understandable because it wasn't in the cone. It wasn't in the eye of the storm. By the way, so we didn't know where the storm was going to hit one day before it hit. We thought it was going to hit Tampa. It hit Fort Myers. The same people who came up with those models and made those predictions want you to know that we know what the weather's going to be like in 50 years. We know it's going to be a half a degree warmer and it's going to turn the whole world upside down. <sighs> okay, good. Yeah, got it. You got that. You got the model. You got the prediction. You're doing the forecast for like 2078. And I, I believe you, you're going to nail it, but you didn't know where the hurricane was going to hit one day before it hit. All right. We should, uh, we should move on oh, before we, before we move on, I got to do this. I, I tweeted about this and got a big uh, reaction. There's uh, as we know, there are these barrier islands. They were cut off. Sanibel has this three mile uh, bridge. Oh, we'll get to that too. We'll get to that. It has this three mile bridge. It's really cool. I, I, I've taken a bike. Uh, my wife and I would rent bikes at this bike shop in, in uh, Fort Myers and go over to Sanibel and it's up and down. It's like a little roller coaster and you can actually get to Sanibel and, and hang around because traffic's so bad, you can't get there in a car on a typical day. But it, it's a pretty cool bridge. It's not fixed yet. It's not going to be fixed for a while. It's too big. It's too long. But they're working on it. Another island is Pine Island, and it was destroyed. Houses direct. The whole island was just ravaged. It has a smaller bridge. The bridge was wiped out. It seemed like it would, it, you know, I'm from Boston. I figured it'd take what, a year to rebuild that bridge? Maybe two? Those people would be taking little ferries and and and, and trying to live, you know, trying to hang on until the bridge was rebuilt. Ron DeSantis, under the direction of Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis led the effort. They rebuilt the bridge to Pine Island in three days. Three days. You could see visual. There's a, there's a aerial photograph of trucks. The first trucks over were from Publix because they had to get groceries to the grocery store because people are, people are hungry and they, they get no power and they need food. And so you could see the trucks that were waiting. They opened it up. He rebuilt the bridge. Oh, this is the, is this the bridge to, uh, to Pine Island or to uh, Sanibel? That was before it got fixed, the Pine Island one. That's the bridge to Pine Island. That's the way it looked. What, what day was the hurricane last Friday, Saturday? Yeah. A week ago, this is the bridge. Three days later, it's rebuilt and cars and trucks are going over it. That is an amazing achievement. As I pointed out, there's a bridge in, in Boston, the Charlestown Bridge, that I go over all the time that has been under construction like my whole life. <laughs> this is what we need. We need this man to be president. We need a guy who gets things done. And I've never seen a better example than this. The bridge to Pine Island rebuilt trucks going over cars going over it in three that's 72 hours i can't believe that's something they do in china maybe with because they have slave labor uh there it is that that's it now look at the trucks heading over the bridge it looks perfectly passable it doesn't look like it's you know stuck together with glue and duct tape three days Three days. That just blows my mind. That is just an amazing achievement. And one more reason we need Ron DeSantis as president. Anyway, let's get to uh, Biden's, uh, again, an insecure, needy old man, just trying to make himself out to be something he's not. He wants you to think he's a tough guy. We want you to think he messed around with corn pop 
when the likely story is corn pop messed with him because he was letting little kids rub his leg in the pool. So corn he, pop uh, was corn, a bad corn pops, dude. Corn pop, we believe, was a, was the good guy. Anyway, this is Biden wandering around the the scene of the devastation and meeting some people. And he, t- I don't even know why what how this came into the conversation, but. Let's listen. It's not very clear, but uh, we can uh, uh, tell you exactly what he said after we uh, listen to him uh, have a little conversation with a local whose life was destroyed. Go ahead. He tries to relate and says he grew up like he did or something. I don't even know what that means. Grew up. I think that's the mayor. I'm pretty sure that's the mayor. That's the mayor of Fort Myers. I I thought so. Let me check. Well, whatever they got the guy. It doesn't matter. But he's trying to relate to him, and he says no one fucks with a Biden. Like what? No one. First of all. What kind of eighty-year-old man says that? You, you think you're like a like a gang leader or something? You think you're Tony Soprano? No one fucks with a Biden. Secondly, hate to break it to you, Joe, but everybody is fucking with a Biden. This is on the day OPEC announced they're cutting uh, their production at two million barrels a day, which is two months after he went and begged the Crown Prince. You know the guy who chopped up Jamal Khashoggi, that guy. He fist bumped him and asked him to increase production. At the same time, he's going to Venezuela and asking uh, the dictator Maduro to uh, increase production and uh, import more oil to us. This, the guy, Nicolas Maduro, his government is not even recognized by our government. It's not even recognized. He's a, he's a, a communist dictator. We see all the Venezuelans fleeing the country, coming here. We went and begged that guy for oil. That brings me to the most, and I I say this all the time, the list of impeachable offenses for Biden is long. You would start with the Afghanistan debacle. You'd go to open southern border. You'd go to him selling off strategic oil reserves just to uh, keep the price of oil down to help his side in the midterms. That's, um, that's, that's criminal, but, um, the idea right now, what, what we're dealing with is so just insane. I don't think everyone understands it. I don't think everyone's paying attention. But in an instant, he could increase domestic production. We were uh, energy independent under Trump. We were a net exporter of, of oil. That all ended the day he got elected. He shut down the Keystone Pipeline, put 11,000 blue, hardworking blue-collar people out of work on day one. That's your... Uh, your working class president and he could do it today. He could, he could increase production and, and open up the, you know, the, the oil, uh, the drilling in Alaska and Texas and offshore today and solve our problems. It, we, we were doing it two years ago. We could do it today. He won't do it even though we desperately need it because he's so beholden to these new, uh, these green new deal lunatics Think of that. Think of that. The president is supposed to have the country's best interest in mind. Will not drill, will not increase production, will not return us to energy independence because AOC doesn't want him to. John Kerry doesn't want him to. 
some of the dumbest, craziest people who buy into this whole Green New Deal fantasy, they control the White House. That is incredible to me when you think about it. We don't have to go to Saudi Arabia. We don't have to go to Venezuela. We got, we got it. And, we, and by the way, we have enough energy here. We've talked about it for hundreds of years, hundreds of years. The only thing stopping us is these Green New Deal nuts. They control our energy policy. It's, it's, it's crazy when you think about it. How did we get to this point? My God. But here we are, begging Venezuela for oil, and mostly so we can keep the price down before the uh, midterms. But after the midterms, the price is going to soar again. And I guess we're going to have to wait two years, two years to actually start uh, drilling and uh, producing our own energy again and telling people like AOC and Ed Markey to suck it. It is, uh, it is a big, big problem with a very simple solution. And we, and somehow we just won't do it because this pathetic old man in the white house is afraid of what AOC and, and, and Ed Markey will do if he actually does the right thing for the country. All right, let's move on. Uh, we got, uh, we got to get to our NFL picks. Montante is waiting by, but I want to do this. I want to do a couple things. Uh, let me do Shay. And then we'll get to uh, the, the, we will bid farewell to a radio legend, a guy who was just a, just, just a brilliant personality on the radio, a guy that I was a huge fan of. I met one time, RIP Bernie McGurk. Cardinal O'Connor is no longer with us. I didn't even know he was sick. He is gone. It is a sad day in radio. And uh, we will tell you about uh, Chris Cuomo's uh, debut on his new TV show. Uh, to quote Greg Gutfeld, I get more viewers when I leave the bathroom door open when I'm going to the bathroom. It was a disastrous debut for Chris Cuomo. It couldn't happen to a nicer guy. But uh, first, first, let me tell you about Shake Concrete. Let me tell you what Shake could do for you this fall. This is a great idea. You want to do your home, and pro- home improvement project this fall? Couldn't be easier. Get yourself some Shake Concrete precast concrete steps installed in your home, whether you're building a new home or remodeling an, or replacing an old staircase. Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. There are many options available, including concrete, or you can customize with stone or brick. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. They can remove the old stairs and have, a, have you walking up your new front steps in a matter of hours. When they're done, You'll have a great-looking front entrance that will add value to your home. This is an investment, not an expense. This is going to improve the value of your home. Uh, with one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll be walking up your brand-new front entrance. All the neighbors will be jealous. Learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at shakeconcrete.com. And while you're there, maybe you can look for a job. Shea Concrete is hiring Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions available. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. I, I woke up this morning. I was online. I see Sid Rosenberg with a tweet, a very emotional, very uh, sad tweet about his partner. That would be Bernie McGurk, 64 years old, passed away from cancer. I believe it was prostate cancer that spread to his brain. I didn't know he was sick. It is, this is, this is such a sad day 
for, for a couple of reasons. One, he's a dinosaur. He was brilliant and funny and really edgy. And a lot of the things he did back in the 90s were just not acceptable today. He couldn't do what he did then. Cardinal O'Connor, if you never heard it, we can play some of it. Was a, uh, he imitated a Irish a, a cardinal with an Irish brogue, and he was extremely offensive. I said this. I, I Actually, I didn't tweet it out, but uh, I was thinking – I hated Imus. Imus was not a likable character. Imus was, he was, he was Howard Stern the way Howard Stern is now. He sucked up the power. He kissed ass of politicians every day. He would have, you know, John Kerry on or Hillary Clinton and he'd kiss their ass and he was lazy, but his show was always worth listening to because of Bernie McGurk and Bernie McGurk would shit all over Imus and it was great. And I'll give, I'll give Imus credit. He let him do it. Believe me, I know some people in radio who don't allow that. They don't allow that. The, the producer or any of their underlings to, to dump on them. I know a couple of radio people who, who are fat and they don't allow other people to point out that they're fat, even if it's funny, even if it's acerbic. They don't want it. Imus let Bernie dump on him and Bernie dumped on him and it was brilliant. Um, we could play a little uh, of, of Cardinal O'Connor if you were too young to to, to be there for this. But um, he was on 6 to 10 when I started full-time. I was on 10 to noon with John Dennis. And we did a, a remote one day from a bar in uh, near BC, I guess in Newton or Chestnut Hill. And I was excited because Bernie was going to make an appearance. Bernie was in town and, uh, and, and in fact... Imus may have been in town. When Imus would come and do a remote, he'd stay at the Four Seasons and he wouldn't talk to anybody. He wouldn't show up at the station. He was just a difficult old man. Even when he wasn't that old, he was difficult. But Bernie was great. And so Bernie shows up at our remote and he was great to people. They were la- He was doing the Cardinal and he was laughing. He was having a good time. I don't know why I remember this, but uh, we gave him a hat. We had hats. And it was like a nice hat, like a EEI with a Dunkin' Donuts thing on there. And he said, oh, great hat. And he just handed it to some fan. <laughs> and I'm like, that was nice of you. It's just a weird little thing that I remember. But couldn't have been nicer, couldn't have been funnier, full of energy, full of life. I did not know he was struggling with cancer. He was on the air with Sid Rosenberg until he got sick, I believe, uh, a couple of months ago. But uh, let's listen to it. Did, do you, uh, you're young, Ironhead. Do you remember anything about Bernie McGurk? Nothing. Not a thing. I apologize. Trust me, you'd like him every time. Every time you heard him, you'd go, whoa, I can't believe he said that. But he would do it in the guise of a character and he would dump all over Imus for being old or having a collapsed lung or, or you know, marrying a younger woman. <laughs> he would just dump all over Imus and it was hilarious. It was the best part of the show. But uh, let's listen to a sample. This is like a uh, montage of the Cardinal that we have. Yeah. He, he would... Imitate Carmel O'Connor, but he would just dump on everybody, and it was great. Go ahead. Good morning, God bless. <laughs> How are you feeling, I, Mr. Mard? Well, I don't feel that great. Feel this, you schmuck, you. <laughs> the winning numbers in the New York State Lottery is as follows. It's great, I, Mr. Mard. While you were hospitalized, your staff was able to contact you by phone each day to continue yeah. this stupid fiasco, I, Mr. Mard. <laughs> well, I'm sure by now they were hoping to contact you with a bloody Ouija board. <laughs> You know what I mean, you buzzard-looking buffoon, you. I don't think I'm buzzard-looking buffoon is what we're looking for here. How'd the lung collapse, I miss the mark? I don't know. Are you drunk putting on the nipple ring or some damn thing, Jesus? <laughs> You're trying to be the Marlboro man and Jack Lane all in one, you twisted fool, you. Well. How do we know it's not really age you're suffering from, Jesus? I think we're pretty sure it's not. In all fairness, McCarty, doesn't look like an AIDS victim. 
No, he doesn't. You look more like an old woman with osteoporosis. If you <laughs> the Daily Number. <laughs> the hell is the Daily Number? Well, what is it? The Daily Number, 593. Oh, what a speculation, I Mr. Marl. Yeah. About whether or not young John F. Kennedy Jr. and sex partner Daryl Hannah have gotten married. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Go ahead. Right. Like young Kennedy, I miss Namar. Didn't you used to have sex with someone named Darrell? <laughs> <laughs> if you were on all fours in a Harlem bathhouse with this guy, uh, no, you know, we just don't need to pursue this. Shark meat licking dorky at the Jesus. Uh, that'll be fine. The win for number. I tell you what's wrong with race relations in this country, I miss Namar. Oh, good. I'm, I was hoping clear. Hollywood. Yeah. Listen to this, McCard. They're thinking of making Eddie Murphy the next 007 James Bond. Really? Can you believe that of all the blasphemous things? Make you sick. What's next? Whoop, Whoopi Goldberg as Pussy Galore. Be Jesus. Oh, come on. One look at her and most men say pussy no more. I tell you uh, that would be fine. I mean, I just... Cardinal Ar- he, 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 this is 1993, and we are... This is uh, whatever is 30 years late. He couldn't do any of that today. Uh, it's just amazing. Pussy. Pussy no more. Uh, this was on the more, and he would do he'd imitate he do racial humor and you know sexist homophobic all the things you can't do anymore on radio. Uh, it's hard to believe that was on six to ten in the morning all over the country, and now you have people you know talking about you know who's going to come out of the bullpen in the seventh inning because everybody's so afraid that that's and and I replaced him. Dino and I replaced I'm a six to ten. And it wasn't Bertie's fault. It was Imus's fault. It was just mailing it in and just kissing ass of all these politicians and the ratings dropped and it was, it was done. They were, they were done. They were over, but man, he still had the energy and uh, the, the creativity and he was fearless too, man. I, it, every, everything he just said there would get you canceled today. Everything with oh, yeah. the joke about AIDS or being on all fours or a Whoopi Goldberg or, or Eddie Murphy. I mean, you can't do any of that anymore. I guess he was a dinosaur and I guess, uh, I mean, I, it's, it's sad that he's, he's gone, but the, the guy, all the things he did then you couldn't do anymore. And it was, it was great. I mean, it was great. It was, he made the show worth listening to. And he was kind of the only reason you listen to that show, but Cardinal O'Connor is not coming down for breakfast. He is uh, passed away at 64 condolences to, to Sid Rosenberg and to uh, Bernie's family, but he will be missed. All right, quickly, let me do Chris Cuomo before we get to our football picks. It just, you know, you got to enjoy things like this when they, when they roll, roll around. Chris Cuomo got fired for, uh, I don't know whether it was for, uh, you know, obviously taking care of his brother. Obviously, he was a total fraud on the air. He was part of the cover-up of Andrew Cuomo's crimes. Andrew Cuomo killed tens of thousands of senior citizens, and his brother would have him on CNN and giggle with him and bring out props like big Q-tips, and they'd laugh as people are dying and drowning in their own lung fluids in nursing homes because of Chris, because of Andrew Cuomo. That was ostensibly why he got fired, but it was also like his father, like his father probably, but like his brother, he was grabbing everything and then, you know, interns and, uh, I mean, he's just a, a creep, just a total creep. He got fired from CNN. I don't know if he's still suing. He was allegedly suing them. He went to news nation, a cable news network that most people don't even know exists. It's available at 80 million homes. Did you know that news nation? I stumbled across it one day and watched for like, five minutes. It looks like an actual news station, but I guess their thing is they're just going to do the news, not going to have any, any bias or anything. 
except for Chris Cuomo, his first show, his first guest, Dan Rather, <laughs> the most uh, disgraced newsman in American news history. Some people have well, naughty things to say about him. This is his debut, by the way. He was out promoting it. He was making the rounds on shows and he was, uh, you know, on, on radio and they were promoting it and pushing it. And, you know, Andrew, uh, Chris Cuomo's big return. He got uh, 147,000 viewers in his Monday night debut. But here's the best part. In the coveted 25 to 54-year-old demo, 8,000. That's <laughs> I don't know what that means. I mean, all he got were old people, like people in in like my age. <laughs> I don't know how he only got 8,000 people in the 25 to 54, uh, but he lost to, uh, where's the list of things he lost to? It's funny as hell. He, he uh Oh, I have News Nation. I didn't even know that. News Nation. Yeah, I mean, it's worth flipping I by if you're yeah. just looking for some news. He lost to Paul, Paw Patrol, SpongeBob, <laughs> Seinfeld, Bob's Burgers, and Coco Melon. I don't oh. even know what Coco Melon is. It is poison for kids. It's the worst thing that they watch oh. now. Good. He lost to Coco Melon. Good job, uh... Uh, Chris Cuomo. That was day one when he had a lot of pub, a lot of uh, buzz. I'm not sure what he got for day two, but uh, I'm going to guess the numbers dropped. And yeah. I'm going to, I'm pretty sure we're getting better numbers than he is. Just going to guess, you know, we don't get ours till the end of the month, but I'm going to guess we topped 8,000 in the coveted demo, but <laughs> I guess we will find out. Uh, couldn't happen to a better guy. Couldn't happen. To, he's, and by the way, the story that I just read says, He's making $1 million a year, $1 million a year to do a show on a network that nobody watches to get, I don't know, probably three or 4,000 people in the coveted demo. Not sure uh, if that's a wise investment for uh, Dan Abrams or whoever. I don't even know who this It's one of those guys who started that network. But how, anyway. how long until Chris Cuomo's a Republican? That's a good point. He might try to do that. Uh, he said he was going to be more, more part of, I don't know about partisan, more opinionated uh, when he went on. He made the rounds. He was on like Megyn Kelly's podcast promoting it. And uh, I think Good for him. And he's going to have some big guys. You know, when you're like him, you're going to get big guests because he's sort of famous and he knows people and he's got a lot of, a lot of connections. So he'll have big guests, but you really have to seek it out if you want to watch it. And I don't think people are going to do that. It's not worth the effort. All right. Before we get to Montante, I wanted to mention one other thing. The fan that was leveled by uh, Bobby Wagner's pressing charges. This is hilarious. The guy ran by the bench. He's, it says uh, he has now filed a police report over the incident. The man went to the Santa Clara police department on Tuesday, following the Rams Niners games and filed a report. Uh, the spokesperson didn't give details. He told us the report stems from a blatant, blatant assault from two members of the Rams mostly Bobby Wagner. Here's why that's ridiculous. Not just because he ran on the field and disrupted the game, but he has a smoking canister. Like, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a scary thing that he's, could that thing blow up? Could he throw it at them? Could he, you know, drop it right there? And all he did was get clocked. He didn't kill him. I don't know if he got hurt. All he did was stop him. That's all Bobby Wagner did. He stopped them. That's, you know, they arrested him. He's just helping out security. I'm not sure this uh, report is going to fly, but 
what an idiot. When Sean, you think about it. Yeah. How, how, does that, how does that help your cause? I'll never understand that. Sean McVay must you. have been pissed. Like, what if he got hurt tackling that guy? Uh, Bobby Wagner never gets hurt. He no. was amazing. But uh, he, he defended him. Uh, Sean McVay was asked about his press conference. And he defended his player as well he should. Good luck with that lawsuit. All right, let's get to our uh, NFL picks. We got a... Uh, Pretty good weekend of NFL picks, but at first we got to hear about Montante's tough morning because uh, oh. he. Uh, oh, oh, that's how you're gonna spin it. That's how you're gonna spin it. No, forgot that's really, that's really, first that's of really all. telling. That's telling. First I wake up at six a.m. We're gonna charge you to do this, and that's how you introduce me. You're welcome. Yes. Usually, yeah, people bring charges with computers. It's like hand let in me, hand. Let me just let me just let me just introduce him quickly. He or uh, 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 sum this up. He said on a tweet that he forgot his charger and how far do you have to drive 10 miles back home? I live in 10 miles. No, no, no. I live in Seabright, New Jersey. That's Newark. That's an hour 10 each way. Okay. Then why wouldn't you just buy a new charger? What's, why would you drive home? Where am I getting a charger at 9 a.m.? My laptop's eight years old. Everything I do is backwards. Don't worry about me, but I did it. I'm here. I don't know. know. Target, Walmart. Yeah, they all have it. You mean you drove, wait, 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 wait. You drove an hour and 10 minutes because you forgot your charger? 220 if you're doing the math at home uh, round trip. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's like something Ironhead would do. Yeah. Stop. Well, listen, that's that's what I, that's what I mean. Think, you know, think about the show. I'm here to do it. I uh, woke up early to do this, so I'm here. You're welcome, you woke guys. Up early. It's 10 o'clock. You're amazing. You're amazing. Got his Thank charger you. and drove two hours. And... Went uh, for breakfast and had no money and had to dig uh, uh, coins out of the seat of his car. Left left the wallet at home. I got not, the most embarrassing part of this. I thought it'd be. I made a mental figure. I'm at nine dollars, so I got nine dollars. I go in ten seventy two. I give him the nine dollars. I'll be right back. I got to get dollar seventy two more. Said sir, please, sir, please. It's it's okay. He probably thought I was really going through something. I Where insisted. Was this? McDonald's. No, that's I do like uh, best hash brown in the business. Now it was a local bagel place by me, so extra embarrassing. Uh, but I'm here, I'm here. All right, good. It sounds sounds like a guy who had a tough week last week. He's got to reach under his seat for coins to pay for his breakfast. <laughs> I left my wallet at home. Let's not let's not uh, misconstrue uh, the story here. My goodness, gamble, we're Please. supposed to take gambling advice from the guy who's picking nickels out of the well, a, cracks. In that's what happens. You don't get commission from this like you're supposed to. You go to oh, pay with right. change. <laughs> well, maybe if Jerry had a good second voice on here, maybe it'd be easier to sell. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is the uh, slate. We got uh, it's Montante's job to pick four games, games he, he likes. Obviously, they're not the best games. Wouldn't want to do that. It's the games he likes. It includes, it has to include Thursday night and the Patriots. As I say, the other two are Dolphins, Jets. And Chargers, Browns, let's start with Indy at Denver. This game sucks. You know what? I, I There's Love a couple it. teams, I don't know if you guys agree, that you never, re- anytime you're there on, you know it's not going to be a great game. It's like the Bears. The Bears never put on a great game. You see them on TV and you go, ah, I guess I'll watch. But I feel that way about the Colts now. I feel like the Colts are, even though they got Matty Ice and they got Jonathan Taylor, it's just I, I don't night. get excited about a Colts game, and I certainly don't want to pick them. I'm taking the Colts are averaging worst. I believe it's the worst. Uh, they're averaging 14 points a game. They got Matt Ryan and Jonathan Taylor. They average 14 points a game. They're on the road at Denver. They're three point underdogs. I'd take Denver. What about you guys? 
So the line moved to three and a half, which is mm-hmm. crucial. Also, Jerry, thank you. Com- thank you again. Uh, I'm here. And I also went four and last week. Appreciate you mentioning that. Uh, Craig went one and three, Jerry three and one see up season to date. I'm 12 and nine. Jerry's nine and eight. Craig is four and 17. Keep up the, uh, the good work, Craig. I'm making, wait, 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 I'm making wait, wait, people wait, wait, more wait, money than wait, anyone wait. on this show. Four and 17. Sure. Correct. Yeah. Four. All right. At some, at some point, because he's such a friggin' idiot, we have to, I have to pick more games than you guys so we can even this up. He didn't quite get the concept that it was a contest where you pick four games. That was lost on him because he was busy teasing his parlays and going over under <laughs> and totals. But it was all in the same four. It was in the same games. four games. Yeah, I know it's a complicated concept, but you're tough to grasp. Some people, but apparently. anyway. Yeah, we, 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 so I don't like going against you, Jerry, because you are nine and eight. You're very good. Uh, but we're, we're against this on this one. I'm actually, I'm going to take the three and a half. That's what DraftKings has as of right now. Um, the hook is huge. Uh, and the Colts are four and one against the spread the last five meetings in Denver. Uh, so I, I feel good about that. I would feel even, I don't care. Listen, I know I, I, everyone always mentioned that, but there's something to it. There's something to it, Jerry. Okay. So I'm going to take right. it. Please try to be with Jerry, not me. I am. I am with Jerry. Ironhead goes. I'm praying he goes. You're with Jerry. I am with Jerry. I'm taking the Broncos minus three and a half because they're not going to fuck me this week. They fucked me every single week so far this year. This is. I'm not losing a bet this week. You'll see. All right. Good. (laughs) Um, Next game: Patriots, Lions. Patriots at home. What's uh? The spread right now is the Patriots given three. Is Mac Jones playing? Patriots given three. Well, Mac Jones is listed as questionable, but no, he's he's supposed to be uh, inactive. No, he's not playing. But here, here's I did my research. This is amazing. Yeah, you probably have these stats, Montante. But your Detroit Lions, fascinating team. They have the number one offense in yards, four hundred thirty-six yards a game. The number one offense in points, thirty-five points a game. Would you care to guess where they rank defensively? Probably twenty-ninth. Dead last, 32nd. They give up 444 yards a game and 35 points. They score 35 and they give up 35 a game. That's a pretty exciting team. But the Patriots are coming off that devastating loss. They're playing at home. They're they're desperate. This is a desperate Patriots team. I'm taking the Pats. Craig, and I'll I know, let you go. I know Zappi's a quarterback, but you know what? Here's, no, I'm he's not. He's not. Hoyer, Hoyer's going to get the start. He better yeah. not. Zappi either actually way, looked okay. No, he's, uh, he, I know, but he's not going to start. I'll pick the star of the game, too. Ramondre Stevenson. That He's a stud who's always going forward. He never never loses a yard. They're going to run all over them. It's, it might be kind of boring, but the Patriots will win this game. Go ahead, Matante. Now, I'll let Craig do this one here. You can't we, – we can't – we have to take points, not just straight-up pick right? Is that oh, what we're shut doing? Yeah. This is week five. This is week five. Week five. All right, I'm going to – am, 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 am I missing something? Is that complicated? You pick no, one team. I, I get it. I can't even remember my wallet, but I know. I, I at least can understand that. I'm going uh, Lions plus three. Ah, uh, you son of a bitch. They're, so am I. Um, they're God gonna, damn it. I don't feel good about this. The Lions are going to win by, like, two <laughs> touchdowns, dude. Listen, the most, the most important position – and football is the quarterback. Jared Goff is a six times better quarterback than uh, Mr. Hoyer. And New England, I knew they'd cover last week. I was the only one on the show who knew they would cover. But the fact that Bill Belichick lost his balls in overtime, that that is a debilitating loss. They don't have momentum. Detroit walks in the walks waltzes in the Foxborough and leaves with a win. They might this might be embarrassing. Yeah, this, I, I think points. Belichick and I think Belichick and his staff had an amazing game. I still can't believe how how 
how bad Aaron Rodgers looked at times, how confused he looked. I think they could confuse Jared Goff. I, I, honestly, you're you're picking Dan Campbell to beat Belichick. Absolutely, and, and it could get ugly. Could get ugly. Ooh, I like. All right, good. Next game: Dolphins, Jets. Dolphins minus. What's the line on this, Montante? Three? Uh, we got another three and a half right now. The Jets are getting three. They're getting disrespected at home. Uh, mm-hmm, Dolphins yes. laying three and a half. I'm, I'm no going with the Jets. I'm going with the Jets. The uh, uh, not not a big Teddy Bridgewater fan. The Jets. I, you know what? The, the Jets are going to go on a little roll at some point. And, God, uh, it's, it started last week. Fighting to stay out of the cellar. Yep. Yeah. The Mormon King is back. He looked good last week. Great comeback. Um, everyone, you know, was all excited when uh, the rookie pick had entered, but um, the star of that game was my boy, Zach Wilson. Uh, I think right now there's a lot of bad juju around the Dolphins. All the yeah, Twitter doctors are still yep, upset about right. Tua being, you know, rolled out there, not knowing what planet he was on, um, had his wits about him more than Craig, uh, you know, on a Thursday morning. So that's not good. I- I'm going to take the Jets. I-, I think they'll win, but if you're going to give me three and a half, I'll take them. Zach Wilson's back. Right. He's on fire. Giselle Bunchen's now single. You got to hammer the Jets this game. <laughs> Because he's going in our DMs. He's going in end zones. He might be going in buttholes. Who knows? Uh, Zach Wilson's going to make moves on Giselle. He likes older women. He, sure you know, does. he, is, he was uh, dating his mother's friend. By the way, quick aside, before we get to our last game, the really exciting. Uh, what is it? Chargers. Oh, this this, this is a trap. Game. This game seems like a trap. Quick. Let's go. We'll, we'll do this prediction for down the road, but uh, who will be the bounce back chick for Tom Brady? Give one name. Who will he end up? Uh, I heard some really interesting uh, guesses, predictions on this yesterday, but uh, who do you guys think he ends up uh, dating first? Ooh, it's a good question. I'm going to say Ellen Nordegren. That's going to be my who guess. Who is guys that? Think? Who is that? Who's Ellen Nordegren? What, did you go to middle school with her? <laughs> Ellen Nordegren. I yeah, I also, I also too, was thinking Ellen Nordegren. Um, what a, I don't know. She's, I'll go, I'll go, she's a psychology I'll go major Aniston. from Somerville. <laughs> I'll go Jennifer Aniston, someone everyone's heard of and is around his age for once. Yeah, that was Ellen good. Ellen Nordegren. Too old. I think he's going, I think he's going young. He's going to go for like Dua Lipa. Okay. Nordegren. All right. Sorry. Yeah. The last, yeah. The last game. Ellen. Oh, she's hot. Oh, it's Tiger's wife. Uh, Chargers, Chargers minus three at yeah. Cleveland. Do I have that right? Uh, yeah. You two and a half right now uh, on the road in Cleveland at the dog pound. See, that doesn't make sense. Is Herbert hurt? I'm, I'm going with the, the underdog at home. I'm going with the Browns. Uh, uh, I believe Chargers have played on the road a few times. They were coming, still on the road. They're coming across the country. They're uh, they got issues. They got issues. I love Justin Herbert, but they got issues. I'm going with the Browns. Yeah. So Craig just hinted towards it, and this does make me a little trepidatious about picking them. Um, that is a rat line. Uh, Cleveland obviously is the better team. You know this this year. Cleveland or sorry, Chargers are the better team. Cleveland's been down. This is definitely a sucker pick. They're they're begging you to take the Chargers, but I got news for you. Every once in a while, the rat gets to eat the cheese. Uh, I think that's this time. I'll I'll take the trap. I'm weary about it, but if you know when the Chargers win by 20 points and I don't bet it, I'm gonna be like I'll be sick to my stomach. So I'll take the the rat the rat line here. Give me the Chargers minus two and a half. I'm agreeing with you. That doesn't make sense, Justin. If you're going by your quarterback logic, this should be over, and everyone should be on the Chargers. Six and a half, seven point line. It's not. So I'll why, take it. Why are we, very, why are we doing that? Game? 
<laughs> Why are we doing that game? Because it's a weird line. You, you, gotta talk, talk you were just talking about Ellen Nordegren. What do you mean? <laughs> okay, you're, you're embarrassing yourself. You don't know who Ellen Nordegren is? I do now. I, I remember <laughs> now that, that uh, box eating dad wrote she who it was. Be, uh, the wealthiest young hot. Uh, divorcee in Florida. Yeah, you think Tom Brady? Tom Brady's not going to be able to take a pitching wedge to the head. The one thing I know about Brady's bounce back girl, she will be famous. She'll be rich. (laughs) He ain't ain't dating the girl next door. He's starting starting to look a little bit like Caitlyn Jenner. Do you think he just stays single and kind of transitions? (laughs) Just completes it? I don't know. Not not only does he need a new girl, he needs a cheeseburger. He needs a Reuben. That's what he's extra Thousand Island dressing. He looks gaunt. And I know yeah. it works for him, but uh, whatever he's doing, you know, he ain't eating. <laughs> he doesn't eat. No, he he, lo- he looks like Morpheus. But thank you guys for having me on, uh, Craig. Try to get it right. Try to get it right next week. All right, please. All right, well, All right. You, four you picks. Go, you, four you overs. Go drive eight hours because you know you forgot your phone or something. Now, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, you're welcome, Jerry. I'm here for the show. Unbelievable. This is the thanks right, I thanks, get. Thanks, thanks. It's not even in the there. office. Please, he's at home yeah. still. He had to drive home two hours because he forgot his charger. An idiot. That reminds me, who was it? Oh, Rob, uh, Rob Bradford. We were once on the road, uh, a whole EEI crew with the Red Sox at the Super Bowl. We were in St. Louis. And he got to the airport, and he had the keys to his rental car still in his pocket. As he was walking to the plane, he turned around and, and, and went and brought them back. Missed the flight. Brought them back to the uh, rental car place. And I, I was like, what? Why don't you just take the keys and drop them somewhere and say, yeah, I got to go. I got to catch my flight. But there's never a count. You, you got to take into consideration some people are just dopes like Montante. Instead yeah. of finding the nearest, you know, Walmart or whatever, buying a phone, buying, going, finding a Verizon store, buying a charger. He drives two hours in Jersey traffic. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that'll do it. We made our picks. I am seven and one the last two weeks. I want to keep it going tonight. You know what? I'm glad we did this because I'm not sure I'd even watch Indy at Denver if we didn't have a, a rooting interest. Russell Wilson will win this game. Denver by a million. I, I, I feel, feel pretty good about this. Colts stink. Matty Ice stinks right now. But anyway, we'll leave it there for today. Uh, anything else, Ironhead, what I miss? Yeah, you got everything we had planned. I got everything. I I appreciate it. Thanks to everybody for listening, for watching, for commenting. Lots of comments on there. What do people? Who do people think Brady's going to date? Uh, we have any uh, Tiger's wife? That's what I said. Tiger's wife. You guys don't know who Tiger's wife is. I didn't. Jesus. I didn't know. I didn't remember her name. Uh, it'll be you know maybe it'll be one of the Hadids or one of the Kardashians or some some actress, some young you know famous actress. Uh, It'll be interesting. It'll be fascinating. He ends up to watch, with a Kardashian. But... I'm going to lose all respect for that man. Yeah. Well, it'll be somebody. It'll be. He won't marry her. He'll just date her. It'll be fun. Wouldn't you want to? You know, if you if you could, wouldn't you want to date Kim Kardashian for a night? Even though, you know, Pete Davidson's already been there. That's a little scary. But, you know, you're old. Take a chance. Anyway. All right. That'll do it. Thanks to everybody. Uh, if you want to listen tomorrow, you got to go to locals. Callahan.locals.com. We'll be doing it just on Locals tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm at Jerry Callahan. The show is at The Callahan Show. What's your Twitter handle, Ironhead, if people want to be enlightened? At Craig VGS. Craig VGS. There you go. Follow all of us on Twitter. 
But uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we'll do it again tomorrow morning only on Locals. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.